Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Adri Cowan. I'm the social media manager. I'm Judy Stevens. I'm producer. I'm Emily Shaw, assistant editor. And I'm Sana Manith, editor. No, uh, actually. You got, you got a new crazy shiny title. <laughs> yes, I have a new shiny title. It's uh, called uh, Director of Content and Character Development. And I'm not going to talk about what that means yet. We'll talk about that on a separate podcast. But today, we really want to talk about and highlight what Adri does every day. Because what she does is so behind the scenes. And uh, she's been doing all these sort of like... Um, weekend workshops where she talks about social media so I figure get her in front of you guys and have her talk about social media yeah, I always thought like social media was just being like very social like like how do you get a job being social <laughs> or just Good being question. popular yeah yeah I thought it was like I was like that, that's like the biggest like you're definitely pulling one over everybody but like Marvel like such a big part of our presence is social media like whether our Twitter our Twitter handles and like what you do and uh, also what Ryan Panagos does too like that's a big part of how we get um, all of our, our our info out about what we're doing so what it, what is a day to day like in social media manager's world okay well first of all as you know nowadays if it doesn't happen on social media it literally didn't happen mm -hmm. and so maybe not literally okay yeah, that, it, li yeah, literally, it, it, it literally did not happen, did not happen <laughs> if it is not on social media okay you guys that's how important that's how important. Um, but, no, you mentioned Ryan Panagos, and I'm going to throw it back there to him. He's at Agent M, in case you don't know. But he basically created all the social media. Um, for Not Marvel. in the world. For yeah. Marvel. <laughs> for Marvel. Clarify. All the social media. That was invented the internet. Yeah. His head will that. explode somewhere. <laughs> it's exploding right now. Yeah. He um, he invented the internet for Marvel. Uh -huh. um, but he really started it and... Um, and I was lucky enough to come in and kind of um, take over the reins on the daily basis and um, still work on strategy with him and the rest of the editorial team. Um, so what do I do on a daily basis? It, it changes every day. Um, so essentially, I manage any social media property um, that has to do with Marvel or has to do with the films. So that is um, Marvel Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, uh, all those things. And then we have Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers and Thor. Um, and then we have even more properties coming out. We have Daredevil. We have Jessica Jones coming. So anything in the cinematic universe on TV. Um, and then we also have, every time we have a new property, we get another t set of pages. So it's constantly growing. Um, so what I try to do is come up with great content to post on the pages um, every day um, or every other day depending on how you know how close the movie is um, or how for instance we had Thor months ago so is it do we have enough content to post every day so it's figuring out the calendars um, managing them um, I also manage the um, at Marvel support Twitter handle which has been a little bit overwhelming at the same time because I don't know any of the answers I just kind of lead people to email um, but yeah it, it's it's monitoring um, it's not so much community management as I'm I've been used to in previous jobs because mm -hmm. the the sheer volume of people that I would need to interact with is just mm -hmm. out of 
control because so we have millions of. So it's blogs. more. It, would you say it's like more like marketing oriented, but like on a sort of viral scale, right? Yeah, I mean, we. So I'm. I feel very lucky having come here, having to build social media strategies and platforms for small businesses. Your your goals and your um, your strategies are completely different mm-hmm. when you come to a brand that already has millions of people in their audience. Um, the the goal isn't so much to um, obtain more users as quickly. I mean, it, it's it's kind of more to create engaging content um, and to get noticed, um, but also to um, make sure that you're working synergistically with all the other departments at the company and making sure we're supporting them. So sure. you know, so, publishing and all that. So how do you decide what is good content for social media? You have, I'm imagining, you have a bunch of stuff you could be posting every single day. So like, let's take the Thor movie, for example. How do you know, okay, this is the thing I'm going to tweet out and it's going to be huge? Well, a- another reason I, I feel lucky being on this team is that the editorial team does so much work. So a lot of the stories that they're doing just automatically get tweeted out. We almost sometimes have too much content. Um, so it's not so much... It's, it's, it's interesting because we have two different layers. We have all the stories that need to go out. So we have the news about new comic books or interviews. Um, and Ben Morse really does a, an amazing job um, as the senior editor on Marvel.com. <laughs> um, but they have so many stories every day. So we need to make sure to get those out. So there's a combination of that. But there's also, you know, the, the quote-unquote fun kind of more visual content that goes out that um, I I created when I got here. Um, so things like hashtag Marvel character of the day, shareable, and we have um, Marvel facts and Marvel motivation Monday. Um, so it's less of, it's less informative and more fun. And there are things that um, people want to share. Um, so it really is about working in some fun stuff in between the actual news and um, the links back to marvel.com. And um, like I said, they do a great job selecting that content. If, if they didn't do that, I would have to be coming up with that myself. So I would, I would, I'd be like, okay, guys, let's start a blog. Let's try these things, five best romances. And, you know, so we would have to come up with that. But Thankfully, we have that editorial source. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, mean, I will certainly say that what you do, a lot of people think that like we have this entire team of people behind the scenes managing all of our social media, and yet we do have like our team. So like, I don't usually manage the Twitter, but I'll manage I'll manage the Tumblr and like sometimes the Facebook, and like Ryan obviously helps sometimes, and so does Ben. But you are managing millions upon millions of people viewing posts. Like it's pretty insane to think how many Facebooks we have. How many, like, we, yeah. have, we have 15 plus Facebooks. We have at least 20. Like. Okay. And then we have all the Twitters. Oh, all the Twitters. And then you also, like, <laughs> all, all the Twitters. Twitters. Yeah, oh, all, I don't all have a Facebook. All the Facebook, <laughs> yeah. All the Pinterest. This well, is why we, we are not social media managers. <laughs> here. The thing is, too, is we also work uh, with the West Coast. So we have, you know, Mark, Mark Strom and, and Patrick. Um, and Mark really manages a lot of all the cinematic uh, TV movies stuff, and a lot of times we have to split it because we have a lot of properties we need to share the same information on. So he'll handle posting that that movie news on the Marvel channels, and I'll go into those actual movie pages and post those. So it's really it's it's a I'm working with a really good team of people, but there are only like 
three of us. Yeah. Why do we have so many Facebooks or the Facebooks, <laughs> as Judy calls it? We, what, what is it necessary? Like, what's the idea behind it? Is it? It's for each film. So okay, each film needs to have a Facebook channel. So it's. It's not so much that we're we're claiming characters. It's um, we have we have those pages to cover, you know, like the Avengers movie and the Thor movie, um, and then we have the ones that cover the TV pages. So we it's not necessarily just characters. It's more about the properties of the films. And I think one thing that makes the Marvel social media so interesting is we're very personable because obviously Marvel is a brand, but behind the brand you know that like. It's you, and it's me, and it's like Ryan. And I think that that is what makes it really interesting. And, and people can come to you on your own personal Twitter, and you can respond to them, and, and sometimes that makes their day. Oh, we try. I think Ryan does a really good... He does a way better job at that than I do. Like, he gets so many people talking to him, and he manages to respond to so many of them. And it's just... It's incredible. He really set that, that line. Like, I... I don't always acknowledge everyone because sometimes I'm afraid to say something wrong and I can't tell who's trolling and who's not. Mm -hmm. um, but Ryan is able to kind of, he, he, you know, he's been here for years and he has that kind of clout where he's, he's allowed to say things like I would probably be scared to say. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's really fun to be able to talk to that many people at once, but it's also frightening, especially if, you know, I have all my stuff on my, my phone because I if I'm out somewhere we we it's almost like being on call like having a pager as like a doctor <laughs> except you're not as important except you're not saving lives <laughs> you're not saving lives you're not doing anything yeah. that matters well actually I would say for some nerds out there <laughs> I feel like you're saving the, lives. the news yeah. that went out yeah. this week at midnight yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. was maybe saving lives yeah. yeah I mean and that's the thing it's just it's it's scary because in one false click you could send the wrong tweet out to somebody. Oh, and I always I've had a couple of moments where I've like tweeted about like ripping my pants <laughs> and then being like, Oh <laughs> crap, did I I just like double check. You know, I, uh -huh. I just it's scary. You can imagine like the Avengers <laughs> tweeting, I just ripped my pants. Yeah, I mean Tony Stark. <laughs> that, that would end up in like mashable it's just like for who cares? But yeah. but it's scary. So how do you become a social media ma manager like what were you doing in college like is this something you were aiming to do I mean the, the, the thing about being social media manager this is a type of role that only started happening or existed like what like 10 years ago not even 8 years ago something like that exactly so like what is like how, how did that transpire for you well it, it happened naturally because I was in college in 05 I think um, and uh, I graduated in 05, and I went to school for writing and communications and marketing and started working in PR and marketing, and that was just something that became part of it. So mm -hmm. I never, there, it didn't exist when I was in school. Um, and then when I graduated, the, the first year I was out, I worked at a startup, and I remember building the Facebook pages. And, like, I built a... A, a group and it was like it was all kind of new territory but mm -hmm. um, yeah it was something that just became part of an integrated marketing solution for every company like you needed to have it it was part of PR it was part of marketing um, but I never studied it it was just I think oh, I came in at the right yeah. time because no one knew what they were doing mm -hmm. so I could come in into that startup that I was working on and be like yeah sure I'll I'll do this and I was learning as 
social media was turning into what it is today. This has always been a curiosity of mine. So when you apply for a social media position, do they look at your personal social media pages and like judge you based on how many people are listening to what you're saying, like what kind of stuff you're posting? Like is your personal life on display to a degree? Oh, for sure. I um I think that's a really good indicator of how somebody uses social media. I know that when I've hired people in the past, um it's it's always like great to have more followers, but you don't necessarily need a lot of followers to get a social media job because, you know, social media is fickle. So unless you're a celebrity or doing something really out there or happen to have been on TV once, you, you can't, even if you have awesome content, it's really hard to, to build followers. So I, I don't blame people for not being able to get followers. It's, I think it's about being grammatically correct and being um, smart about what you're putting out there and having a good idea about personal branding. Um, and I, I feel like I've been really careful about doing that for a long time because I've paid a lot of attention to, I, I was blogging and I was, I've been doing PR for years. Thank God I'm not doing it anymore, by the way. <laughs> um, but having learned all about, you know, the psychology of how people can judge you and how to put your best face forward and that kind of thing. I don't necessarily always do that in person, but I always made sure to do that online. Well, you can edit yourself online, right? Exactly. You know, you can Sometimes. think about, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on how much you've been drinking. Yeah. But, well, wait a minute. That's not familiar. <laughs> well, for someone who is like really bad at social media, let's just say like yeah. Emily Shaw. Okay? <laughs> idea why you would choose me as For an example, example of this. Emily Shaw, who rarely tweets, but who is an editor and who has some good books under her. What, I mean, how do you start grooming your, like, your social media presence? Like, we'll talk talk about it just from the point of view of Twitter, because, like, all, all editors, at least at Marvel, we all have Twitter handles. We all build them up in very, very different ways, depending on like what you're working on or how you present yourself. And I'm glad you said what you said because I think about that. I'm like, how am I going to craft a tweet right now that's interesting and relevant? Like, I want to talk about work. I want to talk about my personal life a little bit. I want to be witty, but like these are not all things that I am in real life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not witty oh, all the time. You have to think about it. Why? But, why is everyone, everyone's making fun of themselves today? So we're all great people. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, maybe we should do a little class, like a little workshop for the editors. I would, oh. but the idea, like exactly what Sunna just said, I feel like there's so much pressure because you can edit yourself to write the most intelligent, funniest, like m most awesome tweet ever that I put all this pressure on myself and I go, okay, great, I'm just not gonna do it, I'm afraid. No, I mean, I think what's most important, first of all, I mean, obviously you have to be saying something of interest, but be consistent. So the more that you tweet, the more people you will eventually reach and the more people that will, that will continue to follow you. Because a lot of times, if people are actually keeping track of their followers and use something to see... So, for instance, I look. I use something like Manage Flitter, and it's a, a thing that imports how many followers I have, who has been inactive, how many people don't follow me back, so I can keep track of that. And for that's the people who very, are inactive... That's very stalkerish. It's super stalkerish, <laughs> like, but it's almost like... Well, it's, as a social media manager, I'm like, I'm like, I want to know who... like it, it, It's a lot of social media's vanity, obviously. So if you're following more people than are following you back, you're immediately judged. Like, oh, this person doesn't warrant this many followers. You know, that kind of thing. So 
for me, it's always important to see who I'm engaging with that that is like I don't want to be following someone and take up one of my precious numbers if you haven't been active for six months. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of clearing the way to to get a better followership. But but you want consistency, but also like write stuff down when you think of it. I do that all the time. I I mean I think I think I'm more hilarious than I actually am. Like I'll just write something. I mean if sometimes we do that. You are hilarious. No, I, I, girl. Up, I sometimes come up with like things that I think are hilarious that no one else does. So I'll like run it by my boyfriend who does not think I'm hilarious. <laughs> oh, and no. so like it's a really good gauge. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like when you think of it, write it down. But you don't no one's like the the thing is is to keep it not they're not all headlines. Like you don't have to always have the perfect tweet. I, I will say also, as, as someone who sort of started on Twitter, not in the beginning, but in the early stages, is that, like, when Ryan used to, to mention me in a tweet, I'd get 100 followers yeah. in 10 minutes. Yeah. And also, like, when I would tweet something, like, 5 million people would respond to me. I think that Twitter sort of evolved now that, like, yes, I think there's still, like, good, good, like, big communities of people that are constantly talking to each other, and yes, you can have a great conversation on Twitter, but, like, just because you tweet something and no one responds doesn't mean no one read it. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, I've definitely said things and then, like, ran into a friend of mine, like, three weeks later, and they're like, oh, did you figure that thing out? And I'd be like, what? What? Right. Why didn't you respond to me? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's about motivation. I find a lot of a lot of times people use retweets and, and responses and, and favorites as saying, like, hey, pay attention to me. I just saw you yeah. tweet this. So it doesn't mean, right, it doesn't mean that you haven't said anything that's valuable. It's just, like, maybe... Yeah. Well, there are even times like when, well, when my my announcement went out, Ryan tweeted it, and I didn't realize like what was happening, but the tweet went out, and it just exploded. Like I got a lot more followers, and I had a lot of people responding to me, and I was like reading as much as I could as I as it came in, but it was really hard to follow, and I felt like a little rude because I was like, I can't respond to everyone individually, but you know. People sent stuff in, and you try to do mass tweets and be like, thank you for your responses, whatever. But that was kind of like, for me, I was like, whoa, this is this is a lot more than I was expecting. Um, so anyone who did tweet, thank you very much. <laughs> I read as many as I possibly could, and I really, really appreciate it. But um, yeah, it's a strange it's a strange power that Ryan Panagos has well, in you particular. Have a million people, it's something I actually like came to terms with this week. If you can reach a ton of people, like you'll... like. I realize this, like, there are some crappy TV shows out there, but people who are on those, you look at their Twitter mm-hmm. handles, and they have yeah. hundreds of thousands of followers, if not millions. And it's just it's just about the number of people you can reach. And he's been able to reach that, and he has over a million followers, and he's he provides people with really valuable information. Mm-hmm. So it starts first with, like, okay, he's got that followership. Now he's growing it and, and kind of, like, nurturing it with content that wants that keep people coming back and yeah. sharing. Yeah, I would say if my Twitter was a plant, it would be, like, extremely dead. Or it has to be a cactus, <laughs> maybe. I'm just, I'm not tending to it as well as I should be. I would, li- I would like to have, like, though, you to tweet your, like, random thoughts. Yeah. Like, random thoughts by Emily Shaw. Like, like I feel like editor, be, like, editor, yeah. t- like, the reason people follow someone on Twitter is because they want to get something out of them, whether it's information or uh, getting noticed or, like, I don't know, something, like, a lot of people want to do what you do. So share tips on how to do that. People will retweet the heck out of it or come back to you as a resource. So I think you actually have a really good opportunity to 
to really and and if you feel that you want you have a goal so if you want say like more women to get in the industry like that's something that you can use your twitter handle handle for I think that's really good. I mean, to take it outside of just me, even though I love getting personal advice, and I could totally do this whole show just about my, me and my Twitter problems, but I do think that that is great advice sort of expanded to the larger audience for personal branding, right? I just take something specific to you that you can talk about that then gives you an identity online. I'm putting words in your mouth, Adri, because this should be your advice and not mine. Since <laughs> yeah. I'm no, you know it. You know it. You just, you're not doing it. You know what I don't like? I'm going to sound really mean. Sometimes I don't like it when people start tweeting just like, they're like things that I can't connect with where it's like oh got got a cup of coffee you know like period and I'm like this you is can't it connect with that I can't I mean I can connect with that but I just don't want to read about it you, like you then you sound like the people who don't understand Twitter because that's I remember when Twitter first came out everyone used to talk about how like everyone would tweet that they're going to the bathroom that yeah. was like a consistent joke I, I mean I think that like you follow and 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 will unfollow at certain times people that are not interesting I mean I've certainly followed celebrities and I've been like I'm following you because I'm watching your TV show and you like live tweet your show that's great yeah but then you tweet things like I got a coffee today and then I, well I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not, like if, no longer gonna but follow the thing you. is I don't mind if Nathan Fillion tweets that but like if it's like random Joe Schmo I just met like I'm, I'm just like I'm sorry I can't mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to know I'm with you and by that same token while I don't want to hear that you just went to the bathroom I also feel like I don't necessarily want to know like oh I just like got off my G5 with my like super baller lifestyle like I just <laughs> that's like on the other end of the spectrum like jealousy levels like not that interested in just like people posting about how awesome their life right. is in a way that's like not interesting Emily's like crying in bed under blankets eating popcorn. Yeah, you guys have a very different relationship <laughs> with social media. Is but that's the thing. Like, I think I, I follow a lot of women who are like creators and writers, and a lot of what we end up talking about is self-deprecation or like geeking out about something. And it's it can be really fun, and you don't have to you don't have to think of each tweet as this is a marketing tweet. Like I'm saying everything in the right way. It can just be conversational and relatable. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I'm not saying don't write about that. Don't say those things. But, like, there's, at least for me, like, I talk a lot about, like, being on my couch and eating french fries. Mm-hmm. But I think that's relatable. It's a way you said it. Like, if I, if I went to a coffee shop and I wanted to say that I was getting coffee, instead of saying I'm getting coffee, I'd be like, oh, snap, this, co- like, need coffee so bad, like, going to die. Like, don't say it that way, but, <laughs> but, like, but like, make it, like, make it more exciting. Well, I feel like it's like, make it like you're going to die if you don't get that coffee. It's also the difference, I think, between being like, I had a slice of pizza versus I ate a whole pizza. Yeah. Like, if you ate a whole pizza, that is impressive. Tweet about it. Or, like, put a gif. Like, put a, it's okay. I, I'm sorry, guys. Like, Emerson <laughs> and Thoreau and Shakespeare are, like, rolling in their graves right now. They're like, this is what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> English this is how language. This is how we communicate and send our thoughts but, out there. But, like, we communicate in such an instantaneous way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there, when there's a earthquake and you're, you're in the earthquake, you know that the earthquake has happened because Twitter told you the earthquake has happened. Mm-hmm. I, right. I think that sort of the mass information we get, also we have to take sort of with a grain of salt, is it truthful, is it not truthful? But at the same time, I think that Social media has changed the world, has given you a job, has sort of given me a job, (laughs) all of us. But, like, I think for me, most importantly, it's about I don't want to lose myself in the Internet. Like, I don't want to become the lawnmower man. 
I do, kind of, but does anyone get that reference at nope, all? Sorry, no Jeez. idea. Jeez, okay, go Google the Lawn Lawnmower Man movie. Um, I wrote a blog post the other day because... Well, not the other day. It was like a few months ago, but whatever. Um, I dropped my cell phone into a gorge. She while threw taking, her cell phone. I threw it by accident <laughs> while taking a picture to post on social media. And it kind of, it was like this this very like huge epiphany for me because I was like, I wasn't enjoying this. I was just thinking about yeah. the picture that I was going to take so I could like tell show everyone that I was at this beautiful place and instead and then I just was worrying the whole time after like oh man that would have made such a good picture I should have posted it on Instagram or tweeted it and I hated that that's how like what I became like I became a yeah. monster and it, but it was like a really important thing to let me step back and and think okay this is real life let's experience it yeah. and let's just not care too much about what everyone yeah, else we're looking is at the world through a lens rather than our own eyes. Like exactly. we're adding a layer between us and the rest of the world. Um, but I feel like you know, I get so overwhelmed by social media sometimes. Like there's so much stuff being thrown at me, whether it's like what people did on a Saturday night, where they're traveling on Facebook or on Twitter. Like all of the things that are happening, especially in our industry, something's always happening. There's always announcements. There's something, and I feel very much like. There's no permanency, right? Like, people can say really wonderful and beautiful things or have an idea or a thought, but everything kind of happens in a matter of a second. Because it's so instantaneous, like, nothing really stays for more than a second anyway. And, like, that, the sense, like, how do you get that, that sense of permanency back? How do you, you know, put something down out in the world and have people, like, remember it? You That's know? why it's important to, um, well, I always say the biggest thing for, if you want to get involved in social media or have great content, is to have a blog. Mm -hmm. So that's a really great way. It's a, it's, or a Tumblr. Just, like, have a place that where you keep your thoughts. Um, but also with, even though it seems like there's no permanency, <clears throat> the minute you mess up, oh, people see it. Like, yeah. it's permanently there in the Internet. So there's this weird dichotomy. It's like okay, everything's fleeting and we have this stream of just hundreds and hundreds of things, but also when someone wants to find something that you've said once, it, they'll go back and find it. Yeah. So it's, there's really no way, I mean, you, there's no way to keep up with every conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't know, this is really helpful. I, I, I feel like this entire, your entire world is something that I feel like we're all around all the time, but we haven't really dissected well, it. I, I feel like, Adri, you do such a hard job, and, and don't really, because, like, you are in front of the camera, we're going to use this, I'm using quotations, that, like, <laughs> people, in theory, everyone thinks that they thank you, but I don't think anyone ever really appreciates how much work you do and how much you are 24 hours a day on the job, not getting paid like a doctor. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I chose the wrong career path. But, I mean, I think that that's, you know, one thing as someone who's, who's, who's done something not not a mistake, but who's done something and gotten backlash on the internet and how and how rep like it it like it hurt. It was like I got attacked by all angles. Everyone was like highlighting my it wasn't a mistake, but I remember like and and just getting so frustrated and not being able to explain my way because like what I had done was not it would, didn't make sense to explain it. You you sometimes you just let the trolls go and mm -hmm. and then in a week they'll be gone. But like I think that what you do is you know you work really hard and. Thank you. It's it's hard too what you're saying. It, it it's difficult to even have opinions without being afraid of backlash anymore. Uh, I think that's in general on the internet. And yeah. I wish that, you know, I try to be really respectful of our brand and what we do. And I never want to say anything 
that could look neg people could look negatively upon. Um, so it is. It's like you have to balance what you think is more important and. It's scary sometimes to have your own personality on the internet. As you've seen, people will have something to say. So it's, it's about, you have to play it safe sometimes. But don't be afraid to be yourself. But, you know, be aware that sometimes yourself may be what, you know, the internet may not like that day. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that your voice isn't important. I also feel like strongly and this is my very personal opinion but I think you guys will agree with me but you know if you do even no matter how many followers you have like once you're on Twitter or Facebook you do sort of have a mic of sorts and like yeah you know it doesn't matter if we're representing Marvel or whatever just in general as like a human being I feel like it's very frustrating when people go out and put negative content out there whether they're bringing people down or just saying something that it's their opinion and they have the right to say it not to say that they don't have the right but it's it's it saddens me when like like people use the internet to to just sort of say hateful things and spiteful things just because they can and they've been giving it a mic and I really think that there is you know there should be a sense of responsibility to like care for you know your your fellow fellow man slash woman um, when when you are tweeting and posting on on, on social media anywhere and and, yeah. and you see a lot of that mm-hmm. from the Marvel feed. Yeah, you do. <laughs> because people are so passionate about it, and they don't necessarily agree with everything. Yeah. And when you're talking to that many people at once, there's always going to be a percentage of people that disagree with you, or a percentage of people that aren't the best at phrasing things nicely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I see it all. I see everything you do, people. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that this has been pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know if you have any further questions, Anna. I think that we should go around and actually mention our Twitter handles. Oh, yeah, I don't think we've done that in a while. Um, my Twitter handle is my name. It's at Adri Cowan, A-D-R-I-C-O-W-A-N. Mine is uh, complicated because I made mine in the Internet when I didn't understand that underscores would be annoying, but it's um, OMG underscore DJ underscore Judy. I also used underscores, but I made mine very recently, <laughs> and that just shows how not good at the internet I am. Mine is at Emily underscore Shawshaw, my last name twice. <laughs> adding personal more branding. words, it's adding just, more words than necessary. It's We're going to do a personal branding just, course. <laughs> <laughs> like right after this. <laughs> to follow up, I don't even have yeah, my name. I don't even know. <laughs> Mine's the worst. Uh, At MiniB622. But I do have a story behind it, which I will not share in full detail here, but it's a really good story. It's in in reference to the person who actually got me into comics. Um, And she's a strong woman, former editor at Marvel Comics, Mackenzie Cadenhead. So it's it's a really an homage to her. So I think it's a sweet story and it's necessary. But now I'm realizing, oh shoot, I don't have my name in my Twitter handle. That immediately. Yeah, but unless someone is masquerading as you right now, I should look that up. Dun dun dun. Well, this has been amazing. Uh, If you guys have any questions about social media, definitely tweet up, Adri. Uh, yeah. Facebook her. Tweet up. Tweet, Tweet up. up. I am making up things <laughs> today. Um, uh, but yeah, um, thanks for listening. Uh, we've got some pretty exciting things happening um, as we roll into March. And we also have an amazing cover that we're debuting with this podcast. Emily, why don't you talk about that? We have one of the incredible Women of Marvel variant covers that we are debuting on the Women of Marvel Tumblr. 
That is done by Afua Richardson. We did an incredible interview with her, which we'll debut in March. But to give you guys a little taste, we will be showing her cover. That will be live on the same day that this interview is running. So go check it out, guys. You mean debuting on social media? I know. Yes. Give us all the handles, Adrian. <laughs> underscore, underscore, underscore. <laughs> well, of course, it's at Marvel, but use the hashtag hashtag women of Marvel to follow all of the news and to tweet at us and um, what's our Tumblr our Tumblr is the women of Marvel what's our Instagram at the women of Marvel so everybody check out Afua's amazing Captain Marvel cover the issue actually goes on sale March 11th so if you want to support the women of Marvel our artists and go. Captain Marvel the issue <laughs> and Captain Marvel the issue which is also important and our interview will be out that following Friday so make sure you tune in for that our interview with Afua was amazing all right, Adri, thank you so much for all of your lessons. Uh, it's been uh, very educational. Um, so anyone who wants to be a social media manager in the future, just tweet at Adri. We just gave you her Twitter handle. We'll see you guys next week. This is Marvel, your universe.